Nibbling on myelin cake, kneading the sun's bake, all those nerves needing vitamin D oil, feelings from damaged nerve fibers makes our pain sing, smells and pains cause trouble and toil. Wasting away again in anti-myelinville Searching for my long-lost body without fault Some people think we are drunk, fake, and to blame But I know it's not our fault Don't know the reason, could be from living in a land of seasons, nothing to show but feeling down and blue, this disease is a real beauty, a life ruining broody, how I got this I haven't a clue. Wasting away again an anti-myelin bill. Searching for my long-lost body without fault. Some people think we are drunk, fake, and to blame. But I know it's not our fault. <laughs> Little play on Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. You haven't figured that one out. Alright, today, comics. I got two of them for us today. Let's start with the unbelievable Gwenpool number one. Gwenpool's a character that I've been getting slowly hooked on. I love how she, her ability to be able to jump in and out of comic pages and stuff. Just bounce around, do whatever she wants. It's just makes her a fun character to follow. In this one, there's some people in animal costumes that are robbing a bank. And Gwenpool's just trying to get, make a deposit in the bank, and she doesn't have. The correct credentials needed to open up an account, but she's got a big bag of cash and Hank still won't take it without all the legalities taken care of. And then uh, when they come into the bank to rob the bank, she's like, well, if I take care of these guys, will you give me account, an account? And she stops the robbery, takes out most of the people except for one character. And she ended up finding out well, she gets thrown in the back of the cop car with him and finds out that she took out his uncle and he's like a hacker type 
character and she's like well you're gonna be my new sidekick now and you're gonna help me out with my things things going on with sentinels and stuff that she hears about so they steal a cop car chase off after try and find out what's going on there's some squid characters like humanoid squid type Characters causing havoc everywhere. Jumps in to fight all this and take care of things and makes the guy help her out with doing research and everything with his hacking abilities. And towards the end, Modoc appears. Basically destroys a bunch of things and tells Gwenpool that you can either... Join me or fight me. You'll have to read it to find out what happens in the end. Where it goes from there. And then the other one I'm going to talk about, and I should let you know that this is Gwenpool number one uh, from ninth. Well, this would be probably okay they're not gonna give me it in the inside cover but I would say this has got to be around 2016 yeah the next one is on sale in 2016 so this would be a 2016 run of Gwenpool you know how the character's got to have Bunch of different runs and sit there and go on and on about different the imaginings of the character over and over and going back to the origin stories and all that crap. <laughs> this makes no sense because as many characters as we have, it just doesn't fan out to keep putting out more and more things. But uh I guess that's what they're gonna do. They obviously don't have enough new ideas. They gotta keep focusing on old ones and just everybody give their own point of view or change the ethnicities of all the characters or change the sexes of all the characters and redo them that way. It's like, I, I mean, seriously, really can't come up with some new freaking ideas. It's like, why have all these, so you used to have only a few artists and writers and now you got artist, writer, anchor, <laughs> page or blotter, whatever. It's just like, you have so many people working on one storyline now. It's like, it's like, let's look at this one. I'm, the next one I'm talking about, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 4, number one. And in this one, well, you're looking at writer Brian Michael Bendis, artist Valerio, Valerio Oshidi, color artist Richard Zanavi, Letter VCs Corey Petit, cover art by Adams and Dave Stewart, 
variant covers by a bunch of people, assistant editor, associate editor, editor, editor-in-chief, chief creative officer, blah, blah, blah. This goes on and on and on. Guardian of the Galaxy's number one is from 2015. The entire galaxy is a mess. Warring empires and cosmic terrorists plague every corner. Someone has to rise above it all and fight for those who have no one to fight for them. Against their natures, a group of misanthropes and misfits came together to serve a higher cause. Drax the Destroyer, Gamora, the most dangerous woman in the universe, Rocket Raccoon, Groot, and Flash Thompson, a.k.a. Venom, all joined together under the leadership of Peter Quill, Star-Lord, to be the saviors of of the spaceways, the conservators of the cosmos, the guardians of the galaxy. Things have changed. It talks about Colby and Star-Lord, but in reality, you got Quill off on another planet just doing his thing that he's set to do right now. And you got the thing just out in space floating around. He's busy working on trying to get rid of the, oh, what are they called? Those big creatures from the first Avengers movie. Um, hopefully come uh, the Shataras that's it so he's out there fighting uh, the Shataras that are floating around in space just having fun just what he wants to do at this moment in time and the Guardians show up and they help help him take on the Shataras The Peter Quill in this one is a female that's substituting for Peter while he's off on planet Spartex doing his civil duties or whatever and getting hit on by some different alien races. They're busy doing the cleanup and the work while he's off playing on the Planet Spartex. Uh, I'm hoping to find out more. You see some things happen to Lake Gamora and stuff in this one. Uh, Rocket is after a device, of course. He's always after the neat little toys that he can find, destructive items and stuff. Hal is going to appear in this one. Uh, I like that they got the Venom character in here. Thing I was never big on, but I like him with this group better than I like Fantastic Four. So, check it out. This is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 4, Number 1. I bought the regular Arthur Adams cover. Nothing too fancy there. But Guardians, always fun. Look at, well, first off, give you a quick 
update on a few things. CPAP's still going all right. I got to play with the dials and stuff and figure it out. It's like breathing in's all right. Breathing out, it's like you're breathing like you got a towel around your head. So it suffocates you sometimes. And I'm only getting around five, six hours with it. And I got to take it off. Uh, but I have to get at least four hours a day for 30 days straight. Otherwise, insurance ain't going to cover it. So I'm trying to get that cleared. The times I do have it on, I am getting at least 85 to 100% efficiency out of it. So that's a good thing. It's nice that I can sleep up to six hours. So I'm having to go to the bathroom, but yet. I've had a couple nights with it on where I still had to get up every half hour. You walk up, find the stairs, go to the bathroom, come back down, lay down, and I'll see you got to go to the bathroom again. What the heck? Just up there. That's always fun. So, pissing off the cat constantly gets curled up against my legs or whatever, and then I got to get right back up. And then... As far as things like the uh, intermittent fasting that I'm playing around with, I still don't have it on a regular basis. But I am doing it almost, almost every day of the week. I'd say at least five days a week where I'm fasting for on average now of 20 to 22 hours a day. It's like Friday I did a 22-hour fast. I had one cup of cooked vegetables, and that was it. And then I went instantly right on to another 20, I think it was about 20 to 22 hour fast. And then I had a big meal on Saturday night after we did our Saturday podcast, Crimson Color Comic Club one. We got the new videos up on YouTube if you want to check those out. And we're getting ready for uh, anybody in Wisconsin area or Getting ready to do our final big comic purge rummage sale with all our stuff from the comic shop and my, a bunch of my stuff. Uh, it'll be, it's set right now for September 19th and 20th, weather permitting. So hopefully that is still the plan. If you want more information on it, keep an eye on my Facebook, Kevin Glenance. Or the Under the Cowl of a Mess Facebook page. I put something on there also. Uh, and you can... I'm going to hopefully do some advertising also for it. So hopefully if you're in the area and you want to check it out, do it. Because this is going to be the best deals ever. It's going to get stuff dirt cheap. It's our final one. So... It's something to look forward to. Uh, and then let's, uh, oh, my Ocrevus still isn't covered. So my injection that was set for this coming week, infusion, that's canceled because I'm using a doctor in different networks and I got to go through the whole new network chain lines and get that all fixed up and figure out I'd personally prefer to change it to Sabri. Or something else and get off this Ocrevus. I don't see it 
benefiting me any way, shape, or form. You feel like crap the last four to six weeks waiting for your medication in the last two infusions. They had my paperwork all screwed up, so I ended up going an extra month beyond that because they had to get it all figured out before I could get in and get it done. So I'm dealing with that again where my body's been shut down for the past few weeks with all kinds of wonderful, weird things and bringing back some old things. And it just annoying as hell and not knowing if or when anything's going to work out isn't too pleasant and being getting phone calls on like a Friday and being told they're going to get right back to you and let you know what's up and you still don't hear from the next week and you know who called you because you're dealing with a whole new unit now and so you don't know who to contact whereas I used to just get a hold of Genetech and stuff like that and work through them but then they'd contact my doctors and I'd have to contact my doctors and they'd contact the insurance company and I'd have to contact the insurance and they'd contact the pharmacy at the hospital, and I'd have to contact the pharmacy at the hospital. And with all that, still finding out that no one knows what the hell is going on or what the hell you're doing, it's like, uh, so yeah. Some days you just feel like saying, screw it, I'm done, no more doctors, no more drugs. Live it out and see what happens. But I don't see no positive results of people doing that either. So let's just go back in time. Let's look at some critical milestones for MS because people don't realize MS is a newer, newer recognized condition. It's not something that they've known that they've dealt with for many years. They have no cure for it. It's not like some type of cancers and stuff where you can say I used to have this type of cancer I used to have this type of condition or something like that we'll never be able to say that probably in our lifetimes because they aren't getting any closer that i've been hearing but critical milestones the first ones like 1981 the first mri pictures of a brain affected by ms are produced revolutionizing ms diagnosis so you'd I'm assuming before that it was just basically spinal tap, maybe. And there's guessing on different conditions and the Lahermes system. Lahermes um, diagnosis and stuff like that. And then 1984, the first modern documentation of cognitive problems in MS was recorded in 1988. Here I graduated, first demonstration using MRI of significant lesion activity in MS. Even when the disease seems quiet. Uh, 1993, the first disease-modifying therapy for relapsing MS was approved, which I'm kind of curious which one that was. If I had a guess, maybe... Paxo might have been one of the first ones. I don't know. Let's look into that one of these days. Uh, 1996, the first proof that aerobic exercise improves 
physical and physiological well-being in MS. Well, that's intense. Exercise is good for <laughs> pretty much anything. Uh, 1999 Society Grantees. Grantees. I think that's a misprint. The grants first. Or no, society grantees first to isolate immature cells in the adult brain capable of developing into replacements for myelin-making cells destroyed by MS. In 2003, Italian researchers transplant cells to enhance nerve tissue repair in mice with MS. In 2004, pivotal study by Society Fellow shows that African Americans tend to have a more aggressive course of MS than Caucasians. In 2005, 2010, and 2018, McDonald criteria for diagnosing MS updated by Society Task Force. Speeding time to diagnosis for many. So been, I've never heard of the McDonald criteria, but it must be something that came up to make diagnosis quicker. 2007, with support from Society to International MS Genetics Consortium, two genes are confirmed to be linked to MS risk, many more uncovered since. 2007 also, you had first large-scale trial of sex hormones. Estriol gets underway in women with MS, a result of the society's targeting of gender differences. 2010, the first oral disease-modifying therapy was approved for relapsing MS. 2012 was the launch of Progressive MS Alliance to speed the development of therapies. 2013 studies hint that exercise and rehabilitation can improve many functions and even help rewire the brain. I'd love to know how much money they spend on some of these things. Let's spend thousands to find out if exercise and diet can help anything. It helps everything pretty much. Uh, 2014, the first large phase two clinical trials of myelin repair strategy for MS are launched. 2015, uh, which they still don't have myelin repair <laughs> for us. So last six years, that hasn't done shit. Phase two clinical trial for co-funded by the society suggests a pill used to treat epilepsy. Bention has the potential to slow the accumulation of disability in people with MS. In 2015 also, we had the results of phase two trial of antilingo, suggested it has potential as myelin repair strategy. They also had society's co-host, International Conference on Cell-Based Therapies to Forge Next Steps for Cell Therapy in MS. And also in 2015, yet Society Funding helps launch MS Microbiome Consortium to promote research on role of gut bacteria and MS progression and treatment. And in 15 and 16, you had two large-scale clinical trials break through long-standing barrier by showing benefit in primary progressive and secondary progressive MS. 
2016, positive results announced from two studies of bone marrow-derived stem cells in people with aggressive relapsing MS. More research focuses on who might benefit and how to reduce risks. Uh, they also had society-funded international consortium of MS genetics identifies 200 genetic variations linked to MS, offering new leads to how genes and other factors make people susceptible to developing MS. Uh, also in 2016, Society launches two new studies testing the ability of dietary approaches to treat MS symptoms and improve quality of life. And 16 and 17, the International Progressive MS Alliance awards three large-scale collaborative network awards to promote solutions for people with progressive MS. And 2017, we got FDA approves Ocrevus, Ocrelizumod, as first disease-modifying therapy for primary progressive MS, and also as a therapy for relapsing MS. That's one I'm on. International team co-sponsored by the Society revised MS diagnostic criteria to speed diagnostic process and reduce incidence of misdiagnosis. 2018 FDA approved expansion of use of Gelenia to include children and adolescents 10 years of age or older with relapsing MS, the first therapy specifically approved to treat pediatric MS. 2018, a phase two trial showed that a Budalist could reduce brain atrophy and progressive MS. The trial was funded collaboratively by the National MS Society, the NINDS. Its NeuroNext trials network was supported by Medico Nova, the supplier of Budalist. 2018-2019 results in announced from several studies of bone marrow-derived stem cells in people with aggressive relapsing MS. More research is focused on who might benefit and how to reduce risk. 2019, we got a study sponsored by a National MS Society, conducted by leading experts, estimates that nearly 1 million adults are living with MS in the U.S. This is more than twice the previously reported number. And in 2019, the FDA approved oral Mavenclad, Clabridine for adults with relapsing forms of MS and also approves oral mazent sipanomenad <laughs> for adults with clinically isolated syndrome, an initial neurological episode and relapsing forms of MS. Uh, yeah, it's you hear these things and it's just amazing that things they're still working on today. They showed such great progression back in the 20s, well, four or five, six years ago, and they're still not even tapping into some of those things. And it's like you wonder how much money was wasted just researching all that and not getting anywhere with it. It's like I think the money could be put to better use instead of just constantly dumping into these pharmaceutical companies to see what kind of results they got out of, out of the mice research and stuff like that. Who knows? I'm not an accurate scientist. 
sadly not a <laughs> pill distributor because I'm living in a mansion right now. Living off of other people's sufferings. But, yeah, it's just a little something to look at back. It's surprising how you really didn't. They didn't even start noticing anything about MS until the 80s and recognizing how many people actually had it and how far out it was spread. But hopefully someday in the near to far future, they'll figure something out that can help cure it or at least help some of the people with it. Get somewhere better results with some of these things. So, other than that, I guess, have a week.